0: Good morning everybody. It is Friday, the 7th of August, and Wall Street last night was up 185. Our futures were down 15 and the market is down 32. Now I have written a bit of a rant today about the S&P 500 in a separate section separate from the strategy piece. I've called it the Fangs Plus Rant, but it is a interesting observation and something that's been bugging us all for a while. Just how much are the Fangs Plus, which is the six Stocks Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Facebook, Netflix. Although Netflix is actually one of the smaller stocks, but anyway, it's in the FANG acronym, so we'll put it in. But they last night, for instance, were up 2.44%, just those six stocks using their market caps. And yet the SP 500, X the FANGs, were only up 0.12%. And you have to suggest that the FANGs six are not the real economy. They are the technology economy, which has an exponentially higher turnover per employee, profit per employee, market cap per employee, and don't represent the real physical economy, which has 31.2 million people claiming unemployment benefit in the US and just saw GDP fall 32.9%. So the argument is maybe we should pull this FANG 6 out of the S&P 500 index and look at the S&P 500 without them in it. And that'll give us a better idea idea of what our market should be doing day in, day out. For instance, in the last two weeks, the FANGS 6 are up 11.6%, but the S&P 500 excluding them is only up 2.2%. But which number do you look at? Well, I suggest maybe we should look at the S&P 500 excluding the FANGS. And on that day where Amazon and Apple had their results, the FANGS plus 6 index went up 4.09%, and the S&P 500 excluding them was, down 0.07% but the index looked like it was up and our market had the futures up. So it's just a an observation that maybe we should strip those out. I have created an index of Fang stocks X, sorry, the S&P 500 X the Fang stocks. I know there is already an S&P X technology index, but if you go and have a look what components are in there. It includes things like Amazon and Alphabet. So it's not a pure FANG 6 exclusion. It's a a rather non-representative index. So I've created our own. We will look or be able to look where it's relevant or on the days it's relevant, whether the fangs have lifted or dumped the US market and what the underlying market's doing. So a few charts in there uh, showing you just how important the fangs have been back in 2007 before the big tech boom, not the tech boom, which was 2000, which was based on what some people interestingly called wind, which means nothing, as opposed to the current tech boom, which is based on significant turnover and profits. But the recent tech boom, started in 2007, the FANG 6 were 2% of the S&P 500. They are now 18%. And interestingly, if you're looking at what the market's done over COVID, then the FANG 6, FANGs plus 6 index is up 28.8% from the high in February. In other words, we had a high in February, we fell over to March and then rallied again. The FANG 6 are up 28.8% since the high in February, and they are up 75.1% from the low in March. But the S&P 500, if you take the FANGs out of it, the S&P 500 is still down 6.8% from the high in February and is up 44% from the low in March, which is more representative of what the Australian market Markets like doing so, anyway just introducing the concept today that we could maybe strip the fangs out of the S&P 500 and find an index that might actually be relevant to Australia. Moving on from that, I am relieved to tell you that over the last few days, we have been buying a few stocks. And if you read the strategy piece yesterday, you'll know what stocks they are. I have decided because many of you listening to our podcasts are not paying members that I'm going to keep stock codes for members only. And And those are in the the newsletter, in the emails, and in the strategy piece today. We bought some stocks yesterday. I can tell you that one of the themes we bought yesterday was energy, and we bought a couple of individual stocks. Outside of that, the market is still going sideways. We're not excited about the trend. We still consider the market to contain a fair amount of risk rather than reward. The economic backdrop's terrible. But we are buying individual stocks now, and we're going to chase individual themes when they appear a little bit harder than than we would if we had a, an all-in diversified portfolio we're going to ch- chase particular stocks particular themes quite hard and we're going to be chasing themes that are not bubbling already so we're not chasing gold iron or technology we're looking more at sector themes that are bottoming out and we think there's a good chance it will do that because covid-19 is beginning to bore us and we are developing a new normal we are probably at the very low the nad- of sentiment towards COVID in Australia with these Victorian lockdowns. And I think you have to assume that containment has already proven itself as a way to get on top of the virus and that Victoria will get on top of the virus. I see the number of case numbers which has been in Victoria seeing a drop and a pop and a drop and a pop, had a drop yesterday and didn't pop today, 451 cases. So assuming we're going to get on top of this COVID second wave in Australia, there are some sectors which are seeing the worst moment, the worst sentiment right now. And it's just interesting to watch. Although the numbers aren't great on these stocks, we've had two days now of the travel sector bouncing. Flight centers up 5% today. Webjet's up. Qantas is up. Corporate travels up 5%. There's some signs of life in the recovery sectors. And that does fit with the idea that we have seen the worst or I'm right in the middle of the worst moment of COVID in Australia, a country that is taking it far more seriously than the rest of the world. Meanwhile, US case numbers are dropping, US deaths are dropping, we might get a coronavirus relief deal tonight, although the reluctance of both parties to sign that sort of takes the excitement out of that deal. So the basic message is that we don't really like the market. We think the market's going to continue sideways to down until it doesn't, but there is a chance that some of these recovery sectors are going to come off their lows as we as we come to Terms with this boring new normal of handling the virus day in, day out. And yes, the US market is flying along, but as I say, a lot of it is fangs, a lot of it is the bubbly sectors, and there's plenty of opportunity underneath that in recovery sectors should the recovery come. So we've begun to chase a few stocks in those spaces. Otherwise, jobs numbers tonight in the US are a risk. Watch out for those. You don't want to be fully invested ahead of those. That sort of announcement can propel the market in both directions. This first wave of job gains when everybody came out of lockdown in April May that pickup in jobs in the. US has obviously run into the buffers we'll see what this monthly number says tonight but don't do anything too bold ahead of that number could push us both ways you'll notice today as well there has been the RBA statement on monetary policy which has upgraded GDP forecast to take sorry updated not upgraded they've downgraded GDP forecast to take in count the recent lockdowns, and it's pretty gloomy stuff. GDP forecast to be minus 6% by the end of the year, with a 4% recovery to June 2021, previously forecast to be 7%, unemployment to peak at 10%, which they flagged earlier this week, and unemployment to remain at 7% until June 2022, which is not good, and inflation around 1% instead of 1.25% in 2021. And that's all assuming Victorian lockdown succeeds and that borders don't reopen, international borders that is, until mid-2021. Otherwise, I've got a few stock comments in the strategy piece. I'm very happy to be getting back to talking about stocks rather than the market and defending our all-out cash call. As I say, we're just going to try and make some money now with the market backdrop we've been given, which we assume is going to be neutral. Now, we've been looking at the Australian dollar, thinking it might top out on the back of the recent Australian GDP downgrade for a a moment there it did, but it's back up again. It's higher than it was a week ago. But keep an eye on that. It's had a strong run. If it does top out, some of our international stocks, particularly stocks like CSL, might suddenly start to perform. So watch the Aussie dollar for the moment. For the moment, it's not topping out. I've got a stock box and chart of CSL in the newsletter today. Otherwise, we're going to be results watching. So ResMed yesterday, you'll see a bit of a write-up on that in the newsletter today. Broker response this morning in the research is somewhat Mixed average broker target price 1.1% above the current share price, and a lot of neutral recommendations. Look at the chart, you'll see it's coming well off the top. That's a great stock. Let's look to buy it at the bottom of the trading range, it's just coming off the top at the moment. REA had good results today, a bit better than expected, and that has seen the share price up a couple of percent and also taken domain group up 5.6%. The initial broker commentary is that they saw a huge surge in bookings when we all came out of lockdown the first time. Uh, but the outlook now for the property market is pretty subdued, not just in price, but activity as well. And you've got REA trading on 55 times, domain group on 115 times, return on equities in the low single digits. Let's let's just move on for the moment rather than buy these stocks at the top. Interesting observation, some of the retail REITs really Estate investment trusts have done revaluing or have revalued their property portfolios. Center Group SCG did it yesterday downgraded by 10%. The yields on these stocks are mildly interesting 5.6%, 6.4% on Center Group and Vicinity Centers. No franking, but that's clearly better than a term deposit and these are fairly low volatility, low risk stocks. They go sideways, but at the moment they're heavily oversold. Brokers have target prices 25% and 23% above the current share price. The the charts are still heading down. Sentiment towards retail's pretty horrible. But again, this is a recovery sector should we get some sort of improvement in COVID sentiment, which will come if case numbers in Victoria can only just peak out, which hopefully they will. Anyway, glad to be talking about stocks again rather than just the market. It's going to be a very interesting three weeks ahead with a lot of results. We'll be looking for opportunities in stocks that have results and de-risk themselves. Much happier to be buying a stock that pops after results, knowing it's de risked itself for three to six months than we are trying to guess results and risking a drop rather than a pop. This results season is one of the most dangerous on record. It's going to distill the winners, losers and survivors and we're happy to watch from a distance and get involved as the winners drop out. That's about it from me. Do look for the weekly sector charts section in our newsletter today. Have a read of the FANGS plus six index section I've written today. We'll be out with a weekend email tomorrow. Henry's got his on the couch podcast and I'm talking to the CEO of an up and coming nickel stock that is up 50% in a week and and I'll be putting a podcast together with him for your weekend delight as well maybe next week actually but we'll see how my editing goes as I leave you market down 39 points so we've pretty much lost what we gained yesterday news corps up 5% on results rea's up 1.8% on results you have a good day and I'll be back here with the weekend email tomorrow